Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of The Night Show. I am your host and athletic director, Mr. Michael Fahey. We have an awesome episode for you today. But before I introduce that guest um, and move forward with the episode, I wanted to touch base on a couple things that are um, pertinent and relevant to IC Catholic Prep Athletics. Um, so first, I want to talk a little bit about what the Illinois Department of Public Health came out with yesterday, Friday, um, January 22nd. Um, originally, there was no path for the high-risk sports to um, compete this year. Um, unless we got out and into phase five. But yesterday, the Illinois Department of Public Health cleared that path and made it possible for our high-risk sports of boys and girls basketball, football, hockey, boys lacrosse, and wrestling to compete if we reach phase four. Now, we are in um, tier two right now. And I'll scroll down to, to talk a little bit about that because it can get confusing with the levels uh, of risk, the levels of play, and also um, the current mitigation tiers and phases too. So a lot to, uh, a lot to go over here. So let's, let's dive in. So we go up here and we look at our high risk sports that we just went over, our moderate risk or medium risk sports for us as boys and girls soccer and volleyball, right? And girls volleyball. The low risk sports, I move me over here, the low risk sports we run into baseball, bass fishing, bowling, competitive cheer, competitive dance, cross country we already did, we already did golf, um, you're looking at sideline spirit, softball, swim we competed in already. We already competed in girls tennis and then track and field is left to, uh, to play. So those are our high, medium or moderate and low risk sports. And then you get into the levels of play, right? You have no contact practices and trainings only. So you can hold a practice, but you can have no contact between student athletes. And then you get to level two, and those are intra-squad scrimmages. And some of our sports were in this level um, last fall, um, earlier in the year. With parental consent, we can have um, intra-squad scrimmage. So volleyball and then basketball before it moved to high risk was doing some of this. Um, as you can see also up above seven on seven football right here is moderate. So that's the workaround for football to be able to compete a little bit uh, intra-squad scrimmages. Um, and then level three is within conference of the Metro Suburban. And then in region, which we are region eight, that's DuPage and Kane County. And then you get into level four, and then it's it's pretty much wide open to who you can play within the state of Illinois. Um, even out-of-state play is allowed. And now we get to the um, – now you bring it all together, really. Risks, levels, mitigations. 
Um, so we just got out of tier three, which was pause all activity. And now we are in tier two. So right now, tier two, those low risk sports could play. Medium risk sports are back to inter-squad scrimmages with parental consent. So like a volleyball or a boys and girls soccer. And then the high risk sports are still a level one, which is no contact practices. But as you move along, you can see if we get to phase four, which we do have a couple steps to get there, but there are three regions already in the state of Illinois out of the 11 regions right here that are in phase four. And if you see right here, this level three for high risk under the phase four allows for those high risk sports to play conference games in Kane and DuPage County um, non-con games. Originally, a couple of days ago, this was still level two, which would only allow those high-risk sports to inter-squad scrimmage. So we are making progress within the state of Illinois. Um, the IHSA has a board meeting on Wednesday, the 27th of January. And this, um, this is a very important meeting. And I just wanna let all you guys know to keep a lookout for uh, 8-18 or our website and social media on the announcement and information that comes from that meeting. We are anticipating that modified season schedules for the remaining, the remainder of the school year um, come from that meeting. So please keep a lookout because a lot is gonna change mid next week. Um, and I wanna make sure that we're all up to date and up to speed. The second thing that I wanted to talk a little bit about is our Super Bowl squares. Our booster club does an absolute tremendous job in this Super Bowl fundraiser. And I know with COVID, it is very difficult. We usually have a viewing party uh, with food and drinks at Elmhurst Knights of Columbus uh, on York Street. But because of COVID-19 and we, we are making sure that we're all staying safe. Um, we will be there um, from noon to three o'clock at the um, Elmhurst Knights of Columbus just to have day of, day of game sales to make it easier for you guys to purchase squares. Up here, we have $10 squares, 20, 50, and then a super 50 that is paid out at halftime and then the two minute remaining in the game. This guy right here, Josh Rickert, does a tremendous job. He is our secretary of the Booster Club. He runs the show. He organizes it all. Please reach out to him via email, Josh and Mary Rickert at sbcglobal.net. He will make sure that you will have all the information that you need um, on the pools, the boards, and also um, payment process. So I will stop my share here. Um, also with the squares, uh, half the money is paid out to our winners um, and half goes to our athletic department, which in turn goes directly to our student athletes to provide the resources that they need to compete at a very high level in the state of Illinois. So thank you so much for supporting IC Catholic Prep Athletics through our booster club uh, fundraisers throughout the year. I know it's been, been a very difficult time but I wanna make sure that I go out there and thank you guys. They're working hard to raise money for our student athletes and I appreciate 
um, every dollar that comes in. So thank you so much. Uh, without further ado, um, our guest today is the leader of our boys basketball program. He has been a part of IC Catholic Prep for over a couple decades. Actually, he's been a part of IC Catholic Prep boys basketball um, at least for four decades, a span of four decades, as he is a graduate of 1997, went um, on to be an assistant coach here, and now he is in his ninth year as the head coach. Um, he has won three IBCA District 7 Coach of the Year awards, um, multiple 21 seasons, regional championship, Sweet 16. Coach TJ Terrell joins us today on the podcast, and um, I hope you enjoy this as much as I do because I'm a hoops guy, and uh, this was very fun for me uh, to catch up with them. Typically, I would see them pretty much every day. Uh, over the winter months, but with the craziness of basketball season this year, it was great for me to catch up with them, and I hope you really enjoy catching up with them too. So thanks a lot, God bless, and go Knights. Yeah, so, yeah, just got something in. Now we're all just sitting there, you know. So, all, so, all right, we're rolling, and I want to, you know, thank you for jumping on here. Usually I would see you almost every day given this typical basketball season or around the holidays. So, you know, just first and foremost, Happy New Year, and how was your, how was your holiday with your family? How was your holiday without basketball for the yeah. first time probably ever? Yeah, it was, yeah, probably ever. It was, it was great for the family. Um, yeah. You know, we both loved it from that standpoint, but got a lot of projects done, you know, spent a lot of money shopping online too. <laughs> um, I'm building like desks and reorganizing things. And yeah, you can tell I, I need something in my life to, <laughs> to put my focus and attention to because playing video games with the kids and that, that got, that got old after a while. Yeah, it got crazy. I was like, what am I supposed to do with myself for the first time for me, too? It's like not a part of a, a team or anything going on, like a Christmas tournament or traveling with the college team. Like, I was like, what am I supposed to be doing? You know, but it was it was good to hang out with my daughter because, you know, we have one coming again in like three weeks here. So it was nice to be able to spend the time with just the three of us. Heck, yeah. Yeah, that's well, yeah, it's a real important time, too. I mean... You know, Natalie liked it too because I did a lot of cleaning up of the house and putting stuff away. And yeah, there's some expectations set now. I think. <laughs> yeah. Now, now, yeah. Now back to if we get back to reality, it's gonna have to be another uh, culture shock again, a little change. Yeah. Um, but one thing that's unique about it, I wanted to get you on here. Not only are you a head coach of, you know, a major program at IC, but just the fact that you have been here for a long time <laughs> and some people don't know that you didn't start off here although your dad was a graduate here at IC you didn't start your high school career at IC so I know it was a while ago now and I'm not going to date <laughs> you but 
let's talk about that transition, that decision to come to IC um, and how IC welcomed you. What was the whole thought process that yeah. you remember going through it? Yeah, I mean, now that you say it, it's kind of, it's pretty interesting because so many connections and paths that I've gone down in my life were because of going to IC, you know what I mean? So my wife, Natalie, we met at IC. I'm coaching because I, I went to IC. I played college basketball, you know, because of the opportunities I got at IC. Um, just a lot of neat little connections over the years that Hoops has brought in my life in IC. But yeah, so I went to a big public school, Downers North. I went to a Catholic school, St. Joe's and Downers, uh, growing up. So um, I ended up, didn't want to go to Montini. Uh, that was kind of like the way many of the kids were going. And I had a buddy that was going to North. So um, I said, let me check it out. And, and, and I went there. It was a culture shock with how big the school that is. And um, I got an opportunity to play hoops. The Probably the best thing for me was I went to the summer camp ahead of time because there was like 60, 65 kids that came out for the team at North. Um, so it was, it was a challenge for sure. So I was able to go to the summer camp and the coaches saw me there. And at the time, uh, the head coach was Al Biancolana, who's a IBCA Hall of Famer and mm -hmm. was coached at the college level. He's now the head coach at uh, Glenbard East. So um, yeah, made, made the uh, freshman team, but I was on the B team and I just busted my butt and um, just worked really hard at my game. And I loved hoops. And so next year I came back, I was, uh, ended up starting on the sophomore team. Um, and then I saw, I, you know, I wanted some more opportunity to, to grow, uh, grow my game. And I thought a smaller school would have given me that chance for hoops. I didn't want to play in college. I was a point guard, um, you know, pretty well my whole career. Um, and a fun fact, actually, my freshman B coach was Jim Vera. My, he moved up to be the sophomore head coach with Jim Vera. And then at the end of the season, he announces he got the head baseball job at a school called Immaculate Conception in Elmhurst. And I'm like, oh, my God, I'm transferring there. I got it. You know, so I pull him aside. I'm like, I'm going there. And we're, we're both going to, like, have this career together where we – um, and he was a, an assistant at IC. So interesting. I was with him for four years, even though we were both at two different schools. So um, it was a tough decision going uh, to IC from the standpoint of I didn't know anybody there. Um, I had a car at that point. My parents let me drive from Downers. And, uh, but I had to sit out. There was a chance I thought the HSA would give me a waiver and let me participate. Um, so they said no. And then we did our letter of appeal. And then they said no again. And I was in uh, Cindy's Thomas, Thomas class, who uh, uh, just retired recently from IC. And uh, I remember Coach Bongiorno came and pulled me out of class and told me I wasn't going to play that year. And, it, you know, I cried as a, as a kid would that loved basketball so much. And um, so, but it kind of opened my eyes to some other things about IC. Um, you know, Donner's North, it's so big, and a lot of the kids get siloed into things. So I only did basketball, and then I ran cross-country to get in shape for basketball. Um, I really – basketball was very competitive at the school, so um, I wasn't this phenom all-star. I had to work for what I got, so I put a lot of focus and, and time into that. And then you had your theater group. You had um, some of the uh, clubs and different things, and a lot of kids went that way. 
and you're kind of in different groups. So, but when I was at IC, they're like, hey, you want to do this? You want to do that? Um, I ended up getting in the school musical uh, um, right. because the girls were in the school musical, right? And a couple of my buddies were like, hey, come do this. Well, I ended up getting the lead in a, in a musical and I can't sing. So, uh, <laughs> so that was a, a little interesting. Um, but I, I guess I pulled it off as an actor and, um, you know, just a lot of different things being with the, the Christian service and um, National Honor Society. I just kind of flourish by, by being in this environment. It, um, at, you know, you, you got 2000 kids at, at, at Downers North and, and then I came to IC and I was like, hey, let's try a lot of different stuff. You know, I'm going to make this a great experience. So even though my junior year was, was a tough one, I practiced with the team. Um, and then I had a really good senior year and uh, it, it all worked out in the end. And um, so, yeah. That's awesome. I, I appreciate you walking me through that. I, I didn't even know half that stuff, right? And that's, that's why I asked the question for not only me, but for anybody listening or watching. I feel the same way too, uh, Coach. I went to St. Patrick High School, an all-boys Catholic school. So there's some similarities to IC, but there's also it's also very different. It was bigger. There was a thousand kids when I was there. We had 250 in my graduating class. But I felt the same way as you did at the public school, where I played golf. In basketball my freshman sophomore year and then by the time I got to the varsity basketball program there was so much emphasis on the basketball program that I didn't do anything but play basketball yeah and like it really was shocking and it's so evident when you get to IC and you're in that community and that culture it drives being involved in so many different things like I was shocked to hear that basketball players were in this you know in the fall and you know in the fall play or the spring musical I was, I was shocked because you didn't see you, you don't see that many places or yeah. so uh, a three, or, yeah. right, or, right that's what about the three-star athlete also being very successful captain of the math team like and competing at a high level in that too I was like this there's something going on here that uh you don't see very often you know um so it's interesting that you were involved in and, and stuff so that that also goes into like your coaching where you're also preaching becoming a multi-sport athlete and you know and how important is it for your student athletes to be involved in in other stuff that i see yeah you know i think that's um the, the special thing about i see is is how much commitment is from the students you know like the kids academically they all rise to that level they see their peers putting in the work and doing their homework and i see a lot of them really stepping up because of that um but being on the multi-sport the reason why our programs are successful is because i the students that are coming in there and the culture that was there before them uh, is built on a winning mindset like we might not win every championship but the kids go in expecting to work hard and and succeed and and that goes from sport to sport um, the accountability piece, I think I'm, I'm very ad adamant about guys playing other sports that they do better academically when they're half that commitment as opposed to sitting around and what should I do next type of thing. You know, mm -hmm. when you have that rigor of, all right, I got to go practice, I got to get my homework done, let's do this. 
not all kids, you know, survive to that or step up to that, but um, I think it helps a lot of kids create good habits uh, from that standpoint. Now you are going, so this 21-22 season would have been your ninth as a head coach, correct? Yep. Right. So like when you look at the decade, you so you put in nine years of work. So like, let's go to this question. Let's talk about if I walked into a practice or if somebody walked into a practice, what type of identity or so would what I see, what, you know, what do you guys hang your hat on for, you know, I see who. Yeah. I love, there's a few times I catch myself. I'll just kind of pause and be mindful of what's actually going on. You know, we get so entrenched in here's the next drill. Here's what we're, we're focused on. This concept this fundamental. But when you sit back and you walk into a practice, you hear, a lot of uh, a lot of noise, and it's guys calling out, guys communicating, guys talking, guys yelling, ball, 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 help, help, help. Um, I love that. I love when you can walk in the gym and you just hear everybody communicating and being really loud. That makes me proud. Um, and it's it's kind of have been handed off as a culture year to year, right? So you get these good leaders that really buy in and they see the success of the team before. And then there's just this formula. They they take on those attributes, and um, and it's contagious. So the guys that are vocal help get the other guys to be vocal. So I love that. Um, I think it's a good competitiveness that we have. You know, we typically start a practice. We'll um, do our dynamic warm up. We'll we'll get get loose doing some shooting drill or full court you know layup drill. But a lot of it is we do breakdown fundamental stuff, and even in terms of teaching concepts like, you know, we're a, a primarily a man-to-man team. Um, we'll do a lot of breakdown and a lot of half court. Um, the kids don't like it as much. They just want to scrimmage and get up and down. Um, but we've found, we've had a lot of success just helping kids become high basketball IQ players. Um, and that's what we try to instill. We have some, some smart kids in general and, and that work hard. And so that's what I hope you, somebody that would come in would see uh, good organization, great energy, um, and just kids working really hard. I, uh, that reminds me of two, two quotes that I've, I've always heard in practices from the coaches that I've had. And one is, you know, like a, a quiet gym is a losing gym or a quiet team is a losing team, right? You know, if you're not talking, you're not winning. And, uh, I like that. And another one is, uh, something that resonated with me from a player and also as a coach was, you know, players don't talk for two reasons. It's if it's, they don't know, or they don't care, right. You almost wish they just don't know. So you can then teach them. Right. Um, but if they don't care, we got bigger problems on our hands. But I like both of those. Those are, those are two reasons why uh, people don't talk in, uh, in a gym. So a loud gym is always a good gym. But you got to be wary about just squeaky feet too. You know, you don't want to be, you don't want to activ- you don't, you don't want to mistake activity for achievement, right? And just people just, just going out there squeaking feet just to make it loud, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, I miss the squeaky feet right now because we don't yeah. hear them. But uh, no, exactly, you're, you're exactly right. So let's just focus on the decade, right? Because you got a really cool tweet here that you posted on Instagram not too long, or on uh, Twitter not too long ago. We've had a lot of success in the last decade, right? Four conference championships, three regional championships, 
two Sweet Sixteens, a lot of win, a lot of twenty-one seasons, Conference Player of the Years. We had some good, you know, last year, my first year watching IC basketball. I've, I was impressed with some of the talent that we had on the team. Talk a little bit about some of these moments. Anything stick out to you among these, you know, these conference or regional titles? Yeah, it's been it's been a lot of fun. I mean, I know when I first started, you know, that was this is my 19th year overall. Um, wins were hard to come by, and um, it was cool seeing the, the culture and the winning tradition evolve. We had, right before I took over, um, those two years, we had some really talented players. And it was a little before that, um, that really helped start changing the mindset. Uh, we had Brian Mulligan, that was just a really good, one of our top five leading scorers of all time. And um, he was on a team that um, we only really were five to seven deep. And um, he got us very close to, uh, offsetting a top five team in the state. Uh, we ended up losing on the last second shot. Uh, we met, we had a chance to win on the last second shot his, his senior year to beat a top five team to, uh, to win the regional. And we didn't get it that year. But the guys on the team saw the other guys and how much it hurt to watch that trophy walk out of your home gym, that regional championship plaque, and watch other guys cut down the net. So you know, that motivation has really helped carry the, the waves throughout the, the last 10 to 20 years. Um, but really good team. We had Demetrius Carr, who was a man amongst boys, and he helped coach, uh, came back, helped coach last year. Mm -hmm. uh, and then uh, we had, he was a junior with Brian Harvey, who was another man amongst boys, um, and John Chang and, and several other really talented guys. Um, they won a conference championship uh, in the suburban Christian. It was the, the conference. We were suburban Catholic for a while and involved in suburban Christian. So um, that was one of the top teams that I, I think we've ever had at, at, at the school. Um, but we fell short in the regional championship that year. Um, but then the next year when I took over, it was really cool because I was coaching the sophomore team. Um, a lot of those guys I coached, I brought them up as freshmen. So I got to coach them and be with them for four years. Mm -hmm. So guys, guys like Clark Brink, Brinkman, uh, Anthony Taylor, uh, Ross Fleming, uh, these guys really busted their butt and they bought in. They bought into what we were trying to do. They worked really hard. Um, we beat uh, Pats that year uh, on uh, High School Lights. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was a big game. Yeah. It was really cool. Um, and then we had a freshman that we, I don't usually bring up freshmen, um, brought up a freshman named Rashawn Epstein, and he was uh, quite the athlete. Uh, he's just finishing up his uh, divisional football career. But, um, you know, that, that was a really uh, talented group. Um, you know, and, and that group um, prior, prior to that, I, that was my second year, I'm sorry. The, the first year we ended up losing to um, Aurora, Christian in the uh, regional championship. And that was Demetrius's, uh, actually that was, a, sorry, that was the, that team. Demetrius was a senior with them. And uh, we lost on a last second put back shot. And that was another one of those things that really hurt, especially as first year head coach. And then seeing Demetrius have to leave the program and graduate 
um, and seeing some of the other seniors leave, like Adam Mullers, a guy that took 19 charges uh, that year, which is, you know, insane. Um, but it taught the other guys, like I mentioned, um, that other group that, all right, we can do this. And the next year we came back, um, played Aurora Christian, and we pounded them uh, at their place. So, um, you know, the adversity, the, the losses really help, help us. But, you know, we've, we've been really fortunate. We've had a, a, several Chang boys that have come through and have been, been really good. You know, um, another really strong team that we had was um, we had guys that really bought in again. And th we didn't have, like, superstars. We didn't have that dominant D1 player. But we just had guys that wanted to come work. They loved each other. They bought into what the coaches were trying to do. And um, we all came together for the common goal. So that was, uh, that was the team with Alex Muir. Um, we had Nico, who, Nico Gaudio, who's come back and helped coach, and, and Kevin Chang, and like, Luke Rickabean, and uh, Amari Reed. We just had, and we had a lot of great guys just filling in the roles there. So um, those two teams that I just mentioned both were regional champions. Um, made it, we're, we're conference champions, both teams were conference champions, and we made it to the Sweet 16. Um, so it was, it was a good run with, with both groups, and, um, but we've had a lot of good players, you know, in that span. Your basketball in Illinois is, uh, is something special, right? Like, in, especially Chicagoland area, and you've down in Peoria, it's some powerful stuff, and a lot of legends have come out of it, and a lot of coaching legends have come out of it, too. Um, so what does it mean? Cause I know you have, I think what, three coach of the year honors from the Illinois basketball coaches association. So like, what does that mean for you to win that given the fact that there's just, you're in the company of some, some incredible coaches, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's something you really appreciate. I really appreciate, especially, you know, it's, you have this great team and this, and that's why I got it because of the team. But, um, you know, when you have, the success with the team and then that's kind of icing on the cake, you know, and, but what's cool about that, like you said, I got to go down to Redbird arena and they honor all these great coaches and you really feel you're a part of a fraternity. You know, you go out afterwards and share stories, have a drink with them. And, you know, I got a, a, a really cool picture with, with Bailey, Pangator and Harrington you know, and I'm in there, you know, there's probably what, 2,000 wins uh, amongst, uh, that's what I said. I said yeah, I remember that. 2,000 wins that. are here combined, you know, yeah. I, <laughs> at the time, probably had 100 of those. So uh, it was pretty cool to, to be around such successful, dedicated guys to high school hoops. Um, so, I, and I was looking back at, you know, I, you start to connect, you start to become friends with these coaches. Um, and that's what I really appreciate. You go to battle with them, but then you start to begin to really respect them and you're connecting on Facebook, you're, you're sending them texts and you're sharing tips on how to, how to beat opponents. And, um, you know, so I miss, miss that. And I, and even with the officials, you know, like I'm connected with a couple officials on Facebook and you're seeing them that they're, they got a fraternity too. And it's all kind of together. Um, right. Yeah. I mean, I know a lot is up in the air right now. And I, I was only, you know, for people that are listening that don't know, but a lot of people do that last, you know, the 2019-2020 season was my first year really watching 
um, IC basketball, given it was my first year there. And I saw a lot of, you know, not only the guys that were on the team as juniors and seniors, but even the young guys coming up, um, you brought up a couple sophomores and like, you know, Antonio Richardson, uh, Augie Wassman and Johnny Hilgard. And there's, there's promise there. And, you know, I know that this year's up in the air. So you would be like, Oh, wow. That's a coach's dream to be like, okay, I got these guys for two more seasons. Right. And they're playing meaningful varsity minutes. Um, so like moving, like looking forward, um, what are your expectations? What is your mindset going into the next couple of years with these kids? Yeah. Yeah. You know, this has been a, we were really excited about this group coming in and a lot of the guys have been with me <clears throat> since they were sophomores. So um, from that standpoint, I feel bad for all my, from my guys not getting the full, full experience, but we, we're still holding out hope. Um, yeah. yeah. You know, it's always cool when you can bring up come playoff time, February, March, and you start to bring up, those guys that you know are going to be rocks for your program over the next few years. And we were able to bring up those three guys that you mentioned and they just busted their butt. And it was so cool. You know, we talked about some of those heartbreaking losses that pushed us forward and motivated us to, to have successes the next year. And I mean, that game was so fun in the regional championship that we just came up a little short on Northridge's home court. Um, mm -hmm. prep and it was just a back and forth battle and there were so many big plays and it was just a well-fought high school basketball game you know mm -hmm. standing room only cool environment that's why you know we love this game and you had sophomores contributing right I mean John Hilgard had a monster three-point play and knocked down some NBA range threes and and Antonio's just scrapping, fighting for rebounds and, and battling with these seniors that from Northridge that a couple of them were, were going to play college hoops. Uh, they're playing college hoops right now. So it's really cool to see and the success that Coach Nitchin and the sophomore group had uh, together and a nice freshman, uh, freshman class that, that came in this year. Yeah. Um, so we're, we're very optimistic too with, uh, with what we have and, it's good to see guys that are hungry and want to work. And, you know, before the contact days got shut down, commitment, everybody was, was there that they had signed up. And, yeah. and on the varsity side, pretty much everybody was there every day ready to work. Um, so, you know, that is good. That's a good thing when you don't have to chase guys down and say, hey, where are you at? And hold them accountable. These guys showed up. Yeah, the nice thing is, I you know, I went to a couple of those – contact days and they were getting competitive because we could scrimmage against each other and if we get our if we get our region into tier one we're back into that parental consent inner squad scrimmaging so they're going to be jones to get back in the gym so i'm really excited about it but hey let's wrap this up i want to you know thank you once again for jumping on i think it's important that our community knows who you are and your passion for you know your team and your student athletes and ic in general um, so thanks a lot for um, coming on here and and sharing your your history and your and your passion for the for the game of basketball and um, and IC. So I'm yeah. sure we'll be in touch. I'm sure we'll be in touch very shortly with uh, IHSA decisions on, on the cusp here for next week. So yeah, thank you. I'm thankful to be. A, it's a great community. I mean, that's why I come back every year. It's just great kids great families um 
So thank you. Yeah, awesome.